Wednesday, November 6, 2019-2032. Midweek comes and goes on a nippy but clear note. I feel a little better than yesterday and yesterday I felt better than the previous several days so maybe there is something to be said for progress. I didn't really get much done today, as yet, but maybe by bedtime I will have done something more than recently. I figured I would write something first before I jump into anything knee-deep like music or tech-related shit. My brother finally left for work this evening but will probably be back by the weekend again because work is so slow where he works, driving a truck. I don't mind him around other than that I get distracted running around with him and then the day slips away. That's what has happened since last week. Tomorrow I go to the nut center for an appointment with a caseworker, and then I think I'll drop by Starbucks for a little while since it is on the way kind of. I was going to go today but I figured I'd wait to conserve gas and go while I am near there already and when I don't have any coffee any other way. I have been getting it when my brother buys a thermos so I haven't needed any real bad. The week is fast slipping away but the weather is supposed to remain much the same a lot cooler than it has been but not real cold. I like it this way the most except I hate the time change and early darkness each evening. I am broke again but I have just enough, with a coupon, to get one more pack of cigarettes, and so I might make it through tomorrow at least and maybe part of Friday if I can serve. I spent the $22 in Trump stamps on a paltry take of food and was still short $3. I didn't get much at all you just can't get shit for that these days. I might do the food bank Friday morning late after the rush but I can't depend much on them anymore either. They are cutting way back on the amount and quality of food they give. I don't know what is going on there but I think it is because they are referring too many people there now. It wasn't this way until relatively recently like the last six or seven months. It turns out that my vote would not have changed a thing in the recent election as I figured so it didn't matter that I didn't go out and vote yesterday. Everybody I would have voted for won by hefty margins. The Democrats regained control of the General Assembly in the state after 20 years. I just hope some of the more troubling Democrats don't fuck that up by trying to push through stupid neoliberal crap. That is what usually happens when they get control of anything all the wackos in the party ruin it for everybody with shit that offends voters and causes unnecessary stirs. Needless to say, if I thought it was worth it to vote in tight races I would do it but if it is like it was yesterday, I am not going to worry about it. I have a good political sense I know how shit is going to turn most of the time before it happens. On other notes, I had to pull out the cheerleader uniform once more tonight now that I am alone. I have no idea why I had the itch to wear it a while. I just love that damn thing so much. I didn't wear it long but I just wanted to wear it a little while and feel the chic. However, I was not exactly very chic because I was unshaven and my hair was a mess and well of course I didn't have the hair or ribbons and bows of a girl and makeup. So it goes, I got it out of my system for now. I kind of want to settle into some leggings and a leotard underneath with some kind of pullover but I am just at home so I doubt I will do it. It is too much trouble just to do it to lounge around the house. I just have not been chic since last week so I guess a part of me wants a fix of sorts. I might wear something out tomorrow I don't know. It is so ridiculous I am on the Aeropostal email list and they always send out emails with their stuff and damn it I love all of it the chic stuff. I like those damn models too they are always so fucking cute and just perfect in the clothes they are modeling. I know why they do this shit so I should know better than let it hook me but it just does. God, what I would give for an Aeropostal girl that looked like they do in those spreads. Of course they are too damn young and no girl ever looks that girl in real life but I guess it is nice to dream sometimes. 
It is also ridiculous that I want my very own Aeropostal girl to photograph in adorably cute clothes. That would be so fun as much as wearing some of those things myself that I could get away with. I guess the girl in me is purely Aeropostal. It is so funny. When I first found that store online I was instant love. I love what I have bought from them so far too it is well made and reasonably priced too. It's just that some things are purely for a real chic and all I can do is yearn to be able to wear it but most of the stuff they have I could get away with. They are laid back but just so hip and cute. I can't explain it. It's just me in the lens of the chic me. Enough about Aeropostal girls. I ran into Bones and Gristle today at the Wawa at the coffee stand. I made little eye contact and she didn't say anything to me so I was lucky. I mean I didn't have any awkward moments so I was happy with that. I guess she has the message that I don't want to fool with her anymore. That said, maybe I can relax a little. I'm just disappointed in her and the game, or whatever it was, she was playing with me. I really thought I could be better friends with her and that she was more genuine and just not into gaming. I realize all people play games to an extent by nature but with bones and gristle it was like pointed and even if she didn't mean it that way it was increasingly annoying. I just wanted a friend. I didn't want a piece of her ass. I thought I could have more than a purely superficial chit-chat affair with her. I guess that was my mistake. I should have never let my guard down and shared anything too much like I did. I just hope I don't make this kind of mistake again. It makes me leery of talking to anybody I like like her in the future. I never started the thing that unraveled with bones and gristle either. She came on to me. I mean she didn't come on like romantically but she did come on in the sense of wanting a closer friend too. Then, Every time you try to get a little closer as a friend she'd just lead you in a little more and then slam the door shut like with that boyfriend bomb thing she did. If she had a boyfriend and wasn't interested she should have told me that long before we started into anything. That's my opinion anyway. I took that to mean she never really gave a damn about me and had no intent of being friends beyond superficial flirt and chit-chat talk. That would be fine except she should have never acted like she wanted what I did too. Oh well, enough about bones and gristle. Forward I move along I guess. I guess there will always be more beans to burn on the grill. Speaking of checkout cheeks, I'm not sure I previously wrote about it but I ran into that girl I see at the public sometimes that I think is the original Spongebob, but I am not sure it is the same girl. This is the second time it has happened. I was at Wawa where I live right up the street. Anyway, it was late around 11 to 12 p.m. and who comes in the door just as I am walking out? It is none other than Spongebob and she holds the door for me and looks at me a little funny. I am not sure what she was thinking. It wasn't a particularly telling look just kind of weird. I think she might have been looking to see if I was legging since she always sees me in them when I see her. Spongebob didn't say anything and neither did I but she must have recognized me as I did her. It was sort of funny. I mean it almost seemed like it was divine intervention but I am hesitant to trust in such things especially now given my tendency towards wishful thinking and ill-gotten gut instincts. Needless to say it was also funny thinking of the code name I have for her, Spongebob. I was thinking that girl would kick my ass if she only knew especially if she knew the cynical little mantra I came up with for a private personal laugh. She looked kind of glum. She always looks glum when I see her it seems. I mean she doesn't look like she is very sparky or cheerful. I am not sure how to explain it maybe that is just her look. I don't know. Spongebob parked right beside me in the parking lot and she had this kind of wild looking black and white furry like suit on with a pink little crotch thingy. I had a kind of laugh because of my depiction of her as Spongebob. 
She was with some other sheik and they just drove off into the night somewhere around here. She must live nearby because this is the second time I've run into her out of the blue up there. I wonder if the gods are trying to force me to talk to Bob. I wouldn't know what the fuck to say to her. I don't know her from day except that she works at the public's grocery and I got in her line a few times. She's not a bad-looking girl decidedly Irish with red hair and reddish skin with freckles and blue eyes. She's not real thin but not full figure just sort of in between leaning on the light side. I would say Spongebob is in her twenties probably later than earlier. I don't know if she goes to school or not. I know nothing. It sort of makes me a little curious now but how the fuck am I supposed to strike up a conversation with some kind of reasonable segue into it? I thought about asking her when I see her at Wawa if she works at Publix, even though I already know she does, just to see if she is friendly or not but I feel so stupid asking such a stupid question, maybe just because I already know. Spongebob just doesn't look friendly, lot of laughs, so I don't know if I should touch it with a 10-foot pole. I don't want to piss off some Irish broad for sure. I guess I just wanted to mention it as it sort of seemed so odd this would happen out of the blue twice rarely too but always when I least expect it. I guess I am a little supernatural about such things. Then of course, it is a little funny knowing my mantra, which would get me a big Irish ass kicking. Boy, she only knew the skit she conjures up in me. It is not on the need to know list for sure. She sure doesn't need a Snoopy trainer, lot of laughs. The SpongeBob mantra I came up with, by the way goes like this, SpongeBob square pants squeak, squeak, a Snoopy trainer, Mickey Mouse undies, pie pie slippers, Bugs Bunny jammies and enough air between the ears to fill up four truck tires, and then some, SpongeBob square pants. Oh well, that is a good beating right there I'm sure if it ever got out. But then, judging from her outfit the other night she might actually have some Mickey Mouse undies and Bugs Bunny jammies, lot of laughs. I guess I should shut the fuck up about the public chic but it is just so funny the mysterious nature of it all and the curiosity it seems to stoke for some reason. I guess one reason I can never find a girlfriend or even a female friend is because of my brutal cynicism and sense of humor, if you want to call it that. It doesn't help that I write brutally it seems and am just too creatively awkward or brutal too. I don't know where it comes from. It is not like I want to fuck with someone in a nefarious mean-spirited hurtful way but when you dance with wolves you don't always know how things will be perceived. Sometimes you do know how but it gives you a private tickle and you keep it to yourself and never utter it but it is always swirling in the back of your head and makes you feel awkward at times face to face. I guess it's like sex that way it just seems somewhat awkward if not scary to think of someone you like or have such a tender spot for in a pornographic sexually prurient way even if it is in the state of true love passion. I suppose none of it matters anymore my awkwardness with relationships and especially with females I like and am attracted to. I will never conquer the art of love or passion with a person I feel it for. Now, I just await the gurney to take me out of this world where none of that shit will ever matter again. I'm not sure why it always is such a stickler for me but it just is because I missed out on so much growing up and here I'm just wanting to reclaim things or at least make up for some of the lost time if nothing else. I want to know what it is like and do it at least once. I am not the fucking immaculate Joseph or at least don't want to be. I'm tired of just having lefty to score a little rush when the tension builds and needs release. I just want to feel someone's body close to mine that I love who has mutual feelings for me and be able to be comfortable being crazy or whatever together. I never had that and it seems like I never will now. Let's see, in the last three years there has been all these fucking code named sheiks I liked. 
Not a single one of them I could remotely have in my wildest dreams and some of who just did not like me or they freaked out or they disappeared before I could even begin chase. They was hot and steamy, henna, corned beef, the redhead at the other wawa, pigtails, the single pigtail girl at Starbucks, and then thrifty at the thrift store and Spongebob and Bones and Gristle. Jesus, it all just sounds like some fucking CIA secret spy list or something. All these damn girls were in their 20s. I never stood a chance from the get-go. I knew better and I knew this too but stupid me thought I'd gamble and try. What a fucking mess it was. It always is. I haven't seen a woman around my age that was remotely attractive or that I liked a lot since maybe 2007 minus 12 years ago. I didn't stand a chance with them for one reason or another so I never pursued it at all. I did like this one older woman a lot that I meet in the singles group because she was so warm and friendly and cute still despite her age. That was not really a romantic endeavor though. We just had different lifestyles and lives but we did talk a little privately. Other than that, nobody my age is remotely sparky for me it seems. They always seem to be old has been washed up chunky hags that have been around the block many times some a little too many. In any case, even if they were nice looking and intelligent, they would be in a completely disconnected lifestyle from mine so we could never expect to click I don't think. I think I am just stuck in a generation I don't belong to anymore because that is kind of where my life left off in a way after the mental crash is the first one in particular in 1995 when I graduated from college. I never went on to build a life for myself like others did my age then. I'm still living like a fucking college student in some ways and I have the same sort of spirit in some ways. It is not exactly the same but it is close to those years than my own generation. I think that is why I am always finding myself attracted to those girls in their 20s mostly. They are just not all beat up and loaded with baggage generally speaking like older women. It is hard to pinpoint exactly what it is. Maybe it is also that a part of me yearns to relive that part of my life and make up for what I missed and obviously you can't do that. I don't know what to do other than just to turn off everything I come to feel or think with regards to these younger women I find myself curious or attracted to. It is hard to do sometimes though. It is even harder if you do get to know some of them and somehow a fire starts that takes on a life of its own. I am not sure where to strike the balance. Sometimes it is a no-brainer and you don't think once about it and other times like I just wrote it takes on a life of its own. I think that is what happened with Hannah unfortunately. I just knew better than to let myself go there so to speak with the attraction I felt to her but I yearned so much to fill empty voids especially those that Tracy left a year prior, that I let my own guard down and that was the moment a fire took on a life of its own. I am better about not letting that happen now but I still feel attraction sometimes and you don't know if it is legitimate or not and it just scares you as much as you want to follow it and see where it goes. I can't fully explain it. I mean it's weird sometimes you're just happy being friendly with some cute girl half your age and sometimes there is one that just knocks you off your feet or that you are just so curious about you want to know more. You don't want to exploit anybody or lie or whatever though. It is more like you just want to do it as if you were on the same page and level but the kicker is that you aren't and that's what lends itself to all kinds of trouble sometimes like with Hannah. Maybe I ought not write about this stuff I am writing about because I know there is somebody out there that will call me some kind of pervert or otherwise nefarious and devious person but I am not. I mean I don't want to just jump some girl or use some girl or manipulate as some girl young or old. I want to genuinely build a relationship of some kind with the people I like and let it grow into what it may if it seems right to do it. It is not that I like someone simply because I just want to jump in the sack and fuck. 
That always scares the fuck out of me the mere thought of getting that close to anybody at least at first before I really get to know someone. I just never got to know anybody that well as yet so sometimes it is like I am just flying through the dark without knowing where I am going or what. Is that a crime? I guess I am just stunted in many ways socially and sexually and it all mixes together and sometimes blows up in your face. Sometimes you don't know what you're dealing with. I certainly don't feel like I am some predator but that is what some would probably try to call me. Unfortunately, Hannah probably thinks that too and it irks me because I am not. I just liked her and was attracted to her but I never laid a hand on her or tried to manipulate her to do this or that. Granted it all came out the wrong way because of my stupidity on such matters especially at the time but seriously, I adored her for what I sensed about her as a person just as much as I thought she looked adorable too partly because of what I sensed inside. Should I be criminalized or demonized for what I genuinely felt about Hannah or anyone younger than me? Is it a crime to want someone like that in your life that gives you a certain warmth and sparks to see things in different ways and to feel a sense of something good in an increasingly ugly world? I mean Hannah was an adult we're not talking about underage people or child molesters here. I don't know what to say more. All I know is the Hannah situation was not some predatory kind of thing. If she was uncomfortable she could let me know somehow it is not like I practically came out and told her to do that when we first met and I communicated to her. She never did so I was left dangling in a lot of untamed passions and stumbling around. When she finally did let me know in the aroundabout way she did, she never did directly herself, I just left her alone and never went to see her again. If I was a predator what if I had done that? It really bothers me to this day that I bothered her. I really didn't want to. She just was one of a kind to me and I have no idea exactly why but my attraction was just as any I had in the past this time I just chose to pursue it a little. I don't want to harp on this age divide thing with the girls I like for the Hannah thing but I have to document some of my thought on it if I can. It just irks me because I wish sometimes I could be content with just someone my own age and be happy. I wish I could meet people my own age that were attractive and intelligent and fun and warm like Hannah but it just doesn't seem to happen. Either they are washed up old hags and dumb slugs or they are high-end women with no interest in a low-end broke mentally ill guy with nothing to offer. I guess the younger ones wouldn't like that either but it is less of a priority I guess because they are broke and not established and settled either. Maybe it is all just an exposure thing this chic thing. I am just not exposed to older women my own age much at all. Then there is just the establishment thing too with older women. They are either married or married with kids and families or they are knee deep in a professional thing or both and I have none of that in my life because of what happened to me. I just feel too small to even dare go there so to speak with a woman my own age that I am attracted to because of that. I'm scared too because of mess with my sexuality too. I don't have a decent job or income and money to spend. I can barely afford a cup of coffee and some cigarettes and eat. I have no redeeming talents to speak of and just a history riddled with mental illness. The list of negatives go on and on. That is what I am always up against. I am doubtful there is one single woman I would be attracted that is my age would be attracted to me in any way and definitely not at all if she knew of these other negatives on my plate. I guess the gurney is waiting someday for me and maybe that will be the only saving grace in the end. I'll die and be gone and never worry about such things again. I won't have to worry about money or anything else either. I almost wish the day would come sooner than later and that I could just go to bed one night and never wake up to another day. That would be the best option for me the more I think about it and reflect on where I have been and where I am going now. There is just nobody for me in this world and no place otherwise for me either. 
Forget all this creative junk I indulge in it is going nowhere either. It is probably comical to some if not irking to others. I am not sure why I cling to that as my last breath sometimes. I guess the only experience I will have ever had with being close to a woman will be the relationship, if you want to call it that, with Tracy. Boy was that riddled with a lot of dysfunction. I don't hate her or blame her for anything more than myself but let's just say it was a fucking mess just the same. I wonder if I could even legitimately call it or think of it as love now as I reflect on it all. I always wonder why the first girl I had to get so close to emotionally would also be a girl that could never let herself call me her boyfriend, and could never be physically intimate with me. It just leaves me thinking I was more of just a convenience to her and none of what I thought we had we actually had. It was not love just some twisted form of dependence or something likewise dysfunctional. Worst of all I didn't even get one night of sex with Tracy not even one chance to try. I laugh because I hear of all these so-called relationships and these people that fuck on the first or second date while I was with Tracy for at least three or four years, just us after she was divorced, and we never even went there but maybe once and then we couldn't do anything because I was fucked up on drugs when they changed my nut pills. I tried to go there once more a while later when I was back to myself and she broke down and cried and we couldn't so all I could do was just rub her feet and legs and talk to her for the night and then she went home to take care of her dog. It wasn't mad about it or hurt by it at the time. I wanted anything we did to be mutual but I am just saying the grand scheme of things this was the best I could do. Why did my first girl have to be like this? I am just fucking doomed. I think the scariest thing about it all with Tracy and the sex thing is that in the grand scheme of things I didn't care. I mean I kind of wanted it with her because I felt comfortable with her but in a way it didn't matter that much either. I mean I was happy just to share the good times we did share for a long time. That meant more to me than just romping in the sack. But then as we got closer, I wanted to express what I felt to her that sexual way you do when you feel like you want to take the step to the highest and last level before you die together, if you were to. I guess I just wasn't Tracy's type yet it seems like she'd do it with such awful people that treated her like shit so why couldn't we do it at least once or at least try? I never quite understand that. Most guys are fucking their girlfriends by the first few dates. I guess I should take that as meaning she never really had any feeling for me like I did her and it was just all a lie what we had I was just her water boy and that's all I could ever be. That's what hurts the most I think. She couldn't do without me it seemed emotionally but to her I was just like a pill to take and that's was it she had no other attachments like she did with these other people she'd get with. So it goes I guess I should've just never let that whole thing between us ever happen to begin with. I should've kept her at a distance from the get-go and I wouldn't be sitting here writing about it so much for years now if I had. I wouldn't have the voids I have now. I think what is so frustrating about this entire Tracy affair in my life is that I just can't completely close the books and I can't just go find somebody else to fill those voids she left. Yet on the same sentence Tracy can go and has gone out and found someone easy to fill the spaces we had together. She doesn't think remotely about me or miss me or give a shit anymore about me. But then, I just can't hate her and I still feel something and I don't know how to put it away forever and I can't find someone else easily to fill those voids in me. That said, all this shit lingers and I just want to forget it now. I want someone new but there doesn't seem to be anybody. This checkout chic thing is just ridiculous but is a result of that. I wonder what Tracy is doing with her flat top haircut line boss she has wrapped herself up in these days, so I heard. I wonder if she is blissed living the high life. I hate to admit it but I am only human and I hope she isn't in bliss but she probably is. It is not that I want to see her suffer too badly but I wish she would feel something so she couldn't just throw it away and could know how that feeling itself is.
I really don't know if I would want to see her again or speak to her again even if I could. What the hell do you say? It is all beyond words. I'm not a very physical guy either so it's not like I can just be affectionate in sharing a feeling. I don't want to trash her or yell at her though. I just don't want to start the old game again though either. I want her to know that what she did and what happened at both our hands hurts me too. I guess I'll never get that chance though. So it goes. I think the worst of it with Tracy is that she does seem to harbor such ill feelings and vindictiveness towards me. I think that was self-evident in that lawsuit threat of hers two years ago. She knew better than to do that but she did it in spite to irk me and try to hurt me. I had left her alone for a year prior to that and never talked trash on her or did anything to disparage her character. I went through hell to work through my feelings and thoughts about it all too and tried so hard not to let myself slip into a gutter feeder. All she did was try to make me miserable and God knows the trash she's talked on me since. She didn't succeed in making me miserable or with her lawsuit and I don't care what she says to trash me I think anyone that knows me would doubt any of that if they did know me well. It is just sad to see her become a person I didn't know and worse to see her become a person she used to say she never wanted to become. Enough about Tracy. I had the weirdest dreams the other day. I can't recall most of them now because I always forget to write them out right afterwards but they were just so vivid. One of them was a dream about Hannah. I can't remember exactly what it was but I could see her so vividly as I knew her. It wasn't a bad dream but it was just weird to dream about her. I don't think I've dreamed about her but once or twice prior. I guess I must have been dreaming about Hannah because I was fucking with a photo of her in Photoshop recently. It is the most adorable depiction of her and captures how adorable she was to me. I still feel a certain spark with it. Anyway, maybe that's all it was. It's just weird to see someone like Hannah so vividly and lifelike after not seeing her for two years now. Just before Thanksgiving marks two years. My how the time slips away so quickly. At first I was counting the months since I last saw Hannah and now I don't even think about it and time just slips away quicker and quicker. Someday she'll be closed up in a box in my mind gathering dust but she'll crop up from the time like people like her do. It's that way with the girl from you crops I like Leanna and of course the girl I knew in college Susanna. Let me not forget pigtails too. They were just special to me in one way or another. I knew some better than others and some not really at all but they'll always reside in a certain active part of my heart and soul even if their memory goes dormant for a while. I wonder if the blonde girl I am so curious about at the Starbucks I go to, will be working tomorrow if I go. I'm so afraid to let myself think about her much less write about her but she kind of growing on me. When I first saw her she was just a girl and I was a little curious but then it was like I kept observing her and she just kind of grew on me but not in a passionate or romantic way. She just seemed like a warm yet introverted girl but who was very gracious socially when she needed to be. Then I saw the Starbucks girl that time she let her hair down. She was so adorably cute like I never saw her before. The next time I go in there, she's got her hair down and she smiles at me and says hello or something and I couldn't help feel good. Again, it wasn't romantic or passionate she just seemed like a kind of warm fun person to know if you could know her. The irony is we always seem to miss a chance to chit chat because she hardly ever works the counter. Now I feel so self-conscious I'm afraid to chit chat. I have no idea why Cheyenne, that's the Starbucks girl, perks my curiosity like she does. She just does. The funny thing is that is nothing really romantic or passionate like that but then she is really sweet and cute especially when she lets her long blonde hair down. I just kind of wonder what she's like. 
She is quiet with people sometimes but then when she knows a person she seems to liven up and up and up a little more and there is this warmth you can see and sweetness she has. It is hard to explain. I just like it. I don't say much when Cheyenne waits on me given my fear of myself but I try to be nice and she always is. She likes to call you sweetie if she likes you I guess. I've seen that a few times. She has a sweet smile too. It is just nice to see her and nice when she's friendly. That's all I know to say. I just wonder what she is like a little beneath the skin so to speak. She is so young though that I am fearful of saying too much or trying to be more friendly. I always muck shit up that way especially if I like a person. It is always a dance through a minefield of myself it seems and like I am walking on eggshells hoping not to crack them all and stumble over myself and make a mess. Enough about Cheyenne. I guess I need to turn my mind off and just do as I usually do and not get wrapped up in it. I can just have a tickle and enjoy that and that's all. It is just so ridiculous though I said no more checkout sheiks and here I am getting all curious about Cheyenne. It will just do as I did with pigtails and admire her from afar that is the safest bet for me. It is that way with everybody I like now young or old. I just can't be myself or open up because I will just been dubbed crazy or I will freak someone out or make a mess of some variety or another. I guess I just have to resign to the fact that I am too awkward and weird and crazy to expect or try to have any friends much less mutual romantic interests. There is just no place for me in this world generally and especially socially it seems. At least I can firmly assert that I am not like that guy that was writing dating tips online. He said that if you don't get a blowjob by the second date, there are better investments out there. But then, I guess it's guys like these that think that way that the women always like the most and want the most. It is that big dicks and cash thing I sometimes write about. Women sure as hell don't want some fucked up guy like me that fancies a girl making me be girl and dressing me up and hanging out as girls together as foreplay to other things. They certainly wouldn't like my bank account either. They want to hear a line of 10 pounds of bullshit and be wined and dined and fuck the rest of it. Forget the creative indulgences, there is no interest in that or any intelligent discussion that isn't lopsided their way. I hate to say it but that's what it seems like to me from my experiences and what I hear and see around me. I fight better with my mind than my hands too so I can't do the fist fight I can only get into someone's head and try to make them think I am bigger and meaner than I am and will kill them. Women want the tough guy packing shit and ready to beat the hell out of someone. I don't know, maybe I am just warped from lack of experience myself but like I said I do still have enough sense not know that is unlikely you'll get a blowjob on the second date unless she's a fucking whore. The rest of it it is all conjecture I suppose from a lonely cynical heart yearning for some fulfillment and sex myself too. I don't want to have to abuse a woman emotionally or physically to be loved and for them to make a commitment to me. I would rather be partners rather than someone trying to tell somebody else how to do everything and how to think and feel. I don't want a woman who has to have a man at any costs. But I don't want to be with someone who is just going to play you like a violin while they scurry around with other people behind your back. Gosh, I don't know how I got on this train of thought about women and shit again. I guess I will just never seem to be able to put it away until I finally find someone to distract me from it all and fill those voids I have enough where I am not unhappy and lonely all the time. I just wonder if it will ever happen. It seems like I'll meet the gurney first though. I just find myself retreating more and more into my own little world and trying to forget all this shit I got myself wrapped up in after I got sick, with a liver disease three years ago. I really did at one point think I could reclaim that lost time in my life to have these kinds of things at least once in life but nothing has changed and it doesn't seem like it ever will. Each time I try to change it, 
it goes awry in one way or another, and I left back at square one. I am so tired of it in a way. I guess I ought to just close here and go lie down and reflect up on what I wrote and then maybe clear my mind enough to do a little music despite the late hour. I finally have at least two days alone to do it I should just jump at it. I am not sure I am in the mood though. There is just one song holding me back and I am not sure I have the patience to do what I need to do to finish that. It is easy but the riff is going to take practice and time. I hate that agonizing process with those riffs. You can't just do anything or cheat much it has to be a certain way or as close to it as possible. It is the signature of the song too so the song won't work without it too well most of the time with few exceptions. See ya.